up, people? Yo. Welcome to our inaugural podcast. We got Duke and Sean here. Yo, yo. How's everybody doing? All right. So we got the NBA season starting up here shortly. I know we're all excited. I'm excited, even though, listen, I got a couple disclaimers. <laughs> I am born and raised in New Jersey. We're, we're out here in Phoenix right now, but I've been a diehard Nick fan my entire life. It's not been fun, <laughs> but it is what it is. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, we got a Laker fan over here. Hey, let, me, let me be clear. I'm a, I'm a player fan first now, so I am a LeBron James fan. I just want to put that out there, the early disclaimer. LeBron James fan, so yes, currently I'm a Laker fan. <laughs> See, it's, it's funny. Like that was, you know, I, I think that's really like a, a thing that started with your generation. I'm a little bit older. So like yeah. to me, it's always been a thing of like, you're a fan of where you're from. And unfortunately for me, when it comes to basketball, it kind of sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and fair. I, uh, so growing up, I did start out, oh, I'm from Flint, Michigan. I did start out as a Pistons fan, you know, but yeah, LeBron kind of came and took the league by by its head so yeah hey and you know i i saw that happen with mj you know and like i don't i don't blame people for it like <laughs> we were all mj fans as kids but you know i at least had ewing to to rest my laurels on and, true, and now uh, i don't know i got randall i guess yeah. and it, it kind of sucks like being a team fan and then your your team just starts to go to shit for like six seven years it's like what the fuck am i being a fan of <laughs> but but for real though like when they come around it feels so much better yeah, i have to say that like i I, I haven't really had that opportunity with the knicks much you know the the mellow days were basically uh you know i remember the, that yeah the best times in memory yeah um but like we we've seen some pretty pretty shitty days with some of the other teams <laughs> that I've I've been involved with, and then like when they do finally come around and, and they start winning championships, like ask Met fans, like I mean they're all they're all losing their mind right now. But you know when it comes around, it it's good. Yeah, I'm hoping to see that with the Pistons. Like the Pistons, I, I think I mean we're gonna talk about this a little later, but I, I definitely see a bright future for them. Not champion, I don't know about championship, but I definitely can I see something for them. Hey, you never know. And I mean, it's tough in the East. Yes. It's yes. tough in the East these days. People which, weren't saying Which that feels weird. Ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Very different. You know, you go back three, four seasons and, and the East was the Cupcake Conference. Yeah, yeah. Or was it only that because LeBron was there? <laughs> hey, I mean. That was the knock. That was the one. Oh, you only won in the East. So, yeah. So is LeBron the reason why we can like blame everybody moving to the east now uh personally i think so but we're not going to get into that yeah. save that for another day another topic all right fair <laughs> enough fair enough so i mean we we got the start of the season here so i think let's let's set some baselines you know we should go over you know top top three seeds who we feel are going to be top three seeds in each conference we'll go okay. over some team things some individual things um you know, if we ramble on, this is going to be a, a four-hour-long podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. So, all right, let's let's start with the the East, then the, the hard conference. You know, l looking at what happened last year, looking at a lot of the moves that happened this year. You know, me personally, I don't really think that there's going to be a whole lot of difference in the top three seeds. For me, I, I think the only change is that you're, you're going to swap the Celtics out and the Sixers in. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so for me, top three seeds in the East are, are looking Heat, Bucks, Celtics. I think that the majority of those teams haven't really had a significant amount of change, some change, but they were already good. You know, the, yeah. there was nothing wrong with the Bucks that you needed to fix. So uh, to me, I, I don't see those moving. And you've got established players on established teams, true, established true. chemistry. Um, so to me, the the East runs through those three teams. Okay, I'm I have a I have a different different outlook on it, and I'll tell you why. So I got the Seventy Sixers, the Cavaliers, and the Atlanta Hawks as my top three seeds in the East. Cavs and Hawks, man. <laughs> Cavs yeah. and Hawks. Um. 76ers, in my opinion, what, what seed were they last season? The Sixers were the four seed. They were four seed last season. In my opinion, they had one of the biggest off seasons. I mean, they got Montrez, they got PJ Tucker, which was really big. And they, I mean, they brought James Harden back on a pretty good deal. But they still got Tobias Harris. In my opinion, that's not a bad thing at all. I mean, Tobias Harris is what like their. F- oh, and we didn't. I didn't even mention Tyrese Maxey, but Tobias Harris is like their fourth option. I mean, three, four, three on a good night, fourth option. Tobias Harris, he he was an all star before. I, they they did really good. So they're definitely my. I think I see them like as a number one seed, number two, depending on Joel's health. I think they can still win a lot of games without Joel. But I mean, let's hope that he's there the whole season. Um, Cavs. I mean, we know what happened with the Cavs. The big trade, Donovan Mitchell. They kept pretty much all of their core. So you got Darius Garland, um, Donovan Mitchell, Isaac Okoro, uh, Jared Allen, uh, Evan Mobley, Kevin Love. Like, it goes on and on. Their team is pretty deep. They have one of the deepest teams in the league. They're also very young. They're going to try to win every game. I see them number two or number three seed. And then the Hawks, DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. I just, that duo is going to be exciting. It's going to be amazing. I, I can't wait. to. They're one of the most exciting. They're going to be one of the most exciting teams this season. DeJounte Murray taking over the playmaking duties and the defensive duties and letting Trey Young just score is going to be amazing. And I didn't even mention the rest of the team. I mean, we don't really need to, but yeah. Clint Capella. Uh, what's the forward's name? Um, I can't think of his name. Can't think of his name. John Collins. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, John Collins. They're they're gonna be pretty good. So those are my my top three. Um, I I do think those those teams are gonna improve. You know, I, solid, I solid. you're talking about eight and nine seeds from last year, and I I do think that they're gonna improve. But I just think that there's too many questions there. You know, mm. and I just don't see them competing with those other teams, and even teams that I didn't include in the top three. I just don't see them yeah. consistently competing with. You know the the Celtics, I think, are going to be victim to some to some <laughs> internal strife. Yeah. I, I suppose you could say, but um, they still got to go through the Nets and the Celtics to get to that level. So for me, you know, I, it's hard. It's hard yeah. to see them passing those teams. So l- let me be clear about my picks. This, the 76ers, I definitely can see winning a championship and making it very far in the playoffs, but. The Cavs and Hawks, I strictly have them top three based on regular season only. Like, I don't see them going to the conference finals or or, anything can happen, but I don't see those teams making it that far in the playoffs. But as far as the the regular season goes, I mean, their competition is the Bucks, the Nets, um, Chicago, uh, the Sixers. Well, the Sixers I have up there, but 
those other teams that I I named, I don't really see them trying. Not I don't want to say trying to win every game. I don't see them winning every single game. I see a lot of resting with those teams. Those are older players. The Bucks have been there. They know what to do. They know how to win. They don't really need to win every t- every single game. That's the only reason I don't have them as a top three seeds. I just and that is fair, and I mean we've seen that from a lot of teams in the yeah. past that they and and some teams will even mess with seeding on purpose, you know, to to really create an edge and advantage. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, and and when it comes to the regular season, you know, the only thing that matters is the win column, and it doesn't yeah. matter what teams you played to get those win columns. 100%. So, you know, I I can I can see those teams, and and when it comes to those teams in particular, like I said, I do see them improving a lot. And when you look at the standings from last year, you know, two through four seeds ha- had the same records. The Celtics, yeah. Bucks, and Sixers had the same record. They were all 51 and 31. And then you look at where the Cavs were. They were at 44 and 38, you know. So there there wasn't a whole lot of gap in the East in general. It just became such a tough division. Um, so really, you know, five, six wins separating teams like that i i can see something that happening yeah it's it's gonna be tough i mean like i said it's it's not a cakewalk eastern conference anymore it's gonna be tough i just i see the the younger teams um winning more games in the regular season and i see like the older more established teams just trying to get the right seating like if the Cavs and hawks are the two and three seed I could very well see the Bucks and Nets going like, all right, let's let's hover around that six, seven seed. Not the play in, because we know how dangerous that can be, but hover around the six, seven seed, get an easy matchup against, you know, I'm not saying the Cavs and the Hawks would be easy, but we know the Bucks and the, the Nets are probably beating those teams in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. Anything anything can happen, but that's how I see it playing out in the East. So we, we go from a conference where the 10th seed had 43 wins, and now we're going to jump over to the conference where the 10th seed had 34 wins. <laughs> you know, um, What team was that? The Spurs. The Spur- oh, oh, that was a close one. The Spurs, yeah. It, the, uh, the seeding ended up very weird last year. Um, how the Lakers even just barely missed it with a 33-win oh, season. Yeah, like that, yeah. I just, yeah. Yeah. But if we're going for top three <laughs> seeds, um, I, I actually think that there's going to be a lot of shakeup in the West in general. I think that there were some teams, you know, i.e. the Grizzlies that don't get me wrong are, are a phenomenal team, but I think that they benefited heavily from injuries on other teams. Um, some teams underperforming, uh, I, I don't think anybody thinks that the Suns are going to win 64 games again. Um, so for me, the top three seeds in the West are, are going to be the Warriors, the Nuggets, and the Clippers. Um, mm. I think that and nobody's going to argue with the Warriors. They are what they are. You know, uh, Draymond drama or not, they, mm-hmm. they are what they are. Yeah. Um, the Nuggets, I mean, it. I you and I both agree that Giannis is the best player in the league right now. Yes, but 100%. A lot of people could make a case for Jokic and and it's hard to argue against that and then you bring Jamal Murray back in you bring MPJ back uh, to me the Nuggets with all of the health are easily top three seed and then the Clippers too you know a healthy Clippers with you know Kawhi Paul George and John Wall they have the experience there 
the question of what they're going to look like with John Wall is going to be interesting. Um, I mean, the dude barely played basketball for the past three years. So yes, I, it's been tough. It's you been know, tough. I, it's it's hard to even remember what he looks like. But uh, to me, those are going to be the top three seeds um, in the Western Conference. Okay, I like those. Not bad picks. Um, my top three Warriors, for obvious reasons. I mean, Warriors have like one of the best systems in basketball. You can literally put anybody in their system and they're probably going to do good. Um, they have a lot of young players still who are a year older coming off a championship. They're still hungry. Um, I just, I don't see them dropping out of the top three. Clippers, I hate the Clippers. Let me just put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the way they built their team this offseason, they're dangerous. They're, they're going to win a lot of games. Even, even resting Kawhi and Paul George, they're going to win a lot of games. I mean, we've seen what they did last year. Um without Kawhi I think the trade that they made with the trailblazers kind of just it kind of put them over the top so I definitely see them I see them being a top three seed even resting Kawhi and Paul George they just have so many interchangeable parts it's gonna be it's gonna be really good for them and I mean Tyron Lue's one of the best coaches in the league so he's gonna get the most out of those guys I mean you're gonna have a point guard battle between John Wall and Reggie Jackson it's gonna be crazy. So yeah, that's not a bad spot to be in. Yeah, either one. If either one of them is coming off the bench, the other team's in trouble. So yeah, they're they're pretty loaded. They have a lot of shooters all around, like six, seven, six, eight, which is like the ideal height, in my opinion, for the league. Um, a lot of experience too. A lot of experience. Yeah, they're they're gonna be good. My third pick. Um, it's gonna differ from yours. I got the Grizzlies. Got the Grizzlies. John Morant, Desmond Bain. Uh, JJJ, Stephen Adams, they got they just got that DNA. They're gonna fight. They're gonna try to win every single game. They don't care who they're playing against. They're not afraid of anybody. They're young. Um, most of the East, uh, the guys that they're going against in the East are kind of. They're not old, but they're they're a little older. I just see them beating a lot of teams this year. I see them going really far. I see them being like a, a probably the third seed, maybe not the first. I, I definitely see them second or third seed. Um, yeah. They're they're good. They're really good. So I mean, they did just win fifty six games. So yeah. it's hard to hard to you know argue against that yeah. really. But like I said, I I do think that they benefited a little bit from from injuries. Yeah. Um, which they're probably going to be again this season. But, <laughs> but if but if they were the two seed again, I wouldn't be shocked either. Yeah. You know, Ja. Uh, listen, that draft was way zion hyped but (laughs) even even if zion has been healthy this entire time you know to me i really do feel like jaw's the best player from that draft yeah um and he has more man wait i don't know if i should say that does he have more talent than zion has around him because zion has bi cj mccullum uh I, I I'm actually going to probably say yes. You know, I I think JJJ is one of the more underrated players in the mm, league. Yeah, um, I agree with you on that. Baby AD. He he's got it's weird cuz I guess Zion's maybe got a little bit more experience around him whereas I would say Ja might have more raw talent around him with Bane and everybody. Um a little they're obviously a younger team. Yeah. But, you know, McCollum isn't isn't the president for no reason. Like he he's he's a very good presence to have around, you know, young players as well. So uh, regardless of what type of numbers he puts up, I do think that what he brings behind the scenes 
is hard to write off. Um, those are those are going to be two teams to to watch. Really, I was literally just about to say that. Like Grizzlies and Pelicans are they should be on everybody's radar. I mean, I think the Grizzlies are already on people's radar, but they're a year better this year. They're a year older. They went. I mean, I'm not going to say they went toe to toe with the Warriors in the playoffs, but those are some good games. I don't know if you remember those. That was a really good series. It was a really good series. <laughs> really and good it, series. I mean, what what better way could you learn what playoff basketball is about than having to play the Warriors? Yeah. 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 Who went on to win a championship. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I expect them to have learned from that experience. You know, I, I don't. Um, I actually conversely don't look at them the same way as the Hawks because the Hawks had that run to the Easter Conference Finals and then they come back and and you know they kind of laid an egg last year yeah yeah I don't know what happened that was that was strange they Um, didn't they didn't really uh you know what was that comment trey came out of like oh you know i i only look for playoff basketball or, or whatever yeah, whatever then, he said he gets there and it's like oh, what happened <laughs> yeah and i i don't expect that from Ja. i don't expect that from the grizzlies like i expect them to learn from what happened um so yeah i i like i said i wouldn't be shocked if they were the two seed again for me it, it's just hard to put them above the clippers and, and the nuggets yeah um i think the nuggets get written off too easily sometimes they do the the reason i didn't have the uh, nuggets up there is simply because mpj and jamal murray are coming off of injuries i just i don't see them really getting their legs under them until like halfway through the season and it's possible yeah. i mean mpj looked looked really good he does the he other does night um and, and i mean he just got a payday that <laughs> yeah, yeah you know did. the the other question is is you know has he put up the numbers to justify that payday that that's a whole nother discussion but um you know i i really do believe in the nuggets i believe in Jokic. um i mean dude that that playoff series jazz nuggets watching donovan mitchell and jamal murray just battle it out like Man, that was some of the most was, fun that i've had watching the playoffs in a long yeah, time that was and wasn't that the bubble right yeah, everybody talks shit about the bubble. That was some amazing basketball. Like the, that game seven was crazy. That was ridiculous. I remember shot after shot, like just clutch shot, clutch shot, clutch shot. That was yeah. The bubble had some great basketball. We'll yeah. go back and talk about that one day. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So so now we got our our uh, you know top three seeds, but l- let's let's jump back to the East. Who do you think is? I mean. Uh, based upon your seeding, it's pretty obvious. But who who do you think is going to be in terms of wins um, and seeding the most improved team in the East? Okay, so my pick for the Eastern Conference was the Cavaliers. And what seed were they last season? They were the nine seed. They were nine seed last season. And, I mean, as you guys heard earlier, I definitely have them a top three seed this year. So easy pick for me. Um, that Donovan Mitchell trade, that just that was it for me. I mean, they were already a good team. I'm not sure how they were such a low seed last year, but this Donovan Mitchell trade, they really didn't give up much. They gave up Lurie Marketing and like two other players. I can't even remember the names of, no disrespect, but I I just think they're going to go crazy this year. Everybody's a year older. Everybody's a year better. Everybody has more experience. I'm curious how teams uh, deal with Donovan Mitchell and um, Darius Garland. Because that one-two punch is going to be crazy. And then you still have to think about Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, uh, Kevin Love. I love Kevin Love, by the way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
Isaac Okoro, Jetty Osmond, who is personally one of my favorite like role players. They they just got a lot, man. They're gonna be a lot to deal with. All They've got season. a nice team. Like there's no. Yeah, they're th- gonna be a lot to deal with for a lot of teams. So I just they're gonna they're not gonna be a nice seed again. No way. And and to be honest, that's that's my most improved team as well. Yeah. Um, it's it's really hard to argue with that. You know, I I do think you know I I guess we'll go down the the Donovan Mitchell rabbit hole since yeah. I already declared my <laughs> Knicks fandom. Um, it it would it would have been hard for me to part with what was reported to be some of the offers for Donovan Mitchell. I think he is a phenomenal player, and I did want him, but only if the price was right because I I don't think that he has a whole lot of depth. I think really all he brings is scoring, um, and and I don't even consider him an absolute elite level scorer. You know, to me, an elite level scorer is is somebody who can push thirty points per game. You look at some of the other players in the league that are basically just scorers, um, and and even I mean, Katie's kind of evolved to be more than that. But you, you know, you look at a player like Katie, somebody that you can expect pushing thirty points per game. Yeah. So I have a question. Do you think Donovan Mitchell can average twenty six points? Twenty six, yes, yes. See, I see. I think twenty six is you're you're not maybe not elite, but you're a really 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 good scorer. Like I agree. Twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight. You're you're up there with the with the best of them. I mean, LeBron averages what twenty seven. I think KD averages like twenty eight. Yeah, but I you know with LeBron, I think you know you and I have had this discussion before. I think LeBron does what he needs to do. You know, if he didn't have to lead the league in scoring for half the season last year, he wouldn't have. You know, Um, and I think that's what good players do. But the thing is, is LeBron also brings other things. He brings passing. He brings leadership. He brings. I mean, defense, especially in the postseason, maybe not as much in the regular season anymore, but Donovan Mitchell doesn't really bring any of that. Yeah, but I think he's in a system now to where, like, I think he's going to thrive in a, Yeah, I think he's going to thrive in the system, man. Like, the Cavs, they're very unselfish. They needed that number one guy, which I think Donovan Mitchell is going to be. But then the, the I think the gap between, like, the number one and number two isn't as crazy to where... He can take some nights off, and they're still going to win a lot of games. They're still going to have, like, Darius Garland. He's, man, he's one of my favorite young players as well. Darius Garland is going to do some things this year. And And we get to see, I I didn't want to have to find out what a really tiny backcourt was going to look like. That was something that I was legitimately <laughs> nervous about, and yeah. we get to watch it on the Cavs, yes, so I, yes. don't, I don't really have to worry about it. And it's going to work. It is going to work. I think offensively it'll work, but, you know, go go to a team with a big physical guard, you know, go, go to go to the Bulls. Zach Levine's going to run through both of them like they don't exist. Yeah, but who's he running into after that? Jared Allen. <laughs> exactly. Which we'll talk about later. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I just... I do think that the Cavs are the most improved team in the East, but I, I still have questions on 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 really like what what they can do to overcome the true elite teams in in the east um yeah i would say the one thing i'm worried about so the i think maybe the most important player on their team right now is evan mobley 
because he's going to be the guy guarding Kevin Durant. He's going to be the guy guarding Giannis. He's going to be the guy guarding. Um, Ain't nobody guarding Giannis. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know. But he's going to be he's he's going to be or they're going to be his number one assignment. And with it, if he's not up for it, I don't think they make it very far. But like I said, I, I believe in this team, and they're they are dangerous. They want it. They're hungry. I can see it. It's just it's it's going to be tough though. I, like I said, I don't have them making the finals or conference finals or anything, but they're going to give teams a fight. I, I agree with that. And I do think that there are teams that they were behind that even even without um, bringing on Donovan Mitchell, that to me, they, they should have been better than, you know, to me, they, they're better than the Raptors. Oh, 100%. Um, you know, depending upon the the Bulls are, are I think a question for everybody still um yeah. especially with Lonzo but you know they they seeded worse than the Hawks to me they're they're better than the Hawks 100% um, healthy yes man the east the, the east, east is stacked man the east is stacked it's it's a good it's a good series all right so let's let's go back to the west now who who do you have as a as the most improved team in the west uh, most improved team in the West. I gotta go with the Pelicans. Zion is healthy. Um, you put Zion with Brandon Ingram. What a Brandon Ingram is probably my favorite. I I got a lot, but it, I think he's number one on my like favorite young player list. You got Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, C.J. McCollum, another one of my personal favorite players. Uh, I just I see a I see a crazy trio with those three. I agree, and and you know when when we were first talking about this, and and I was putting together you know my my most improved uh, team in the West, the Pelicans were the first team that I wrote down, um, especially oh, yeah. seeing how Zion looks. You know he he definitely lost some weight, like he looks strong, he looks athletic, um, and I, I think he's strong enough to to be in the same conversation of, of let's say Giannis of just, he's so much stronger than everybody else that against certain teams, he would be unguardable. Yeah. Um, but if we're basing it off of win totals and seating and whatnot, it, to me, it's going to have to be the Clippers. Um, you know, I, I really do think that I don't think that they're going to be the one seed, but no I wouldn't be shocked if they were, you know, I, I, Again, John Wall's a big question because we haven't seen him play basketball in so yeah. long. But even if he, you know, he was a pretty decent scorer, even if he just averages a double-double, you know, g- gives you 14 points and, and 10 assists, and then you have healthy Kawhi and Paul George, that, to me, that's enough to to potentially even be the one seed in the West. So for for a team that last year won 42 games i could very easily see them winning 52 plus games yeah no i'm with you on that i i could i could definitely see that i think they rest a lot but they're still going to win a lot of games i mean like tyron lou's going to get the most out of whoever is on the court so yeah they're going to the clippers are going to be tough this year i mean we say that every single year but this year i think it's a little different like the way they built this roster you can have Kawhi miss 10 games and they're not going to really miss a beat. It's not going to matter into the playoffs, honestly. Yeah, and, so and that's going to be, you know, we, we need to see how the mileage stacks up on all them when, yeah. when we get to that point. Um, 
that, that it's going to be a big question, but they have everything they need. You know, that there's not many teams I feel like where you can look at the entire roster and be like, they literally have everything they need to win the chip. Yeah. Um, and the Clippers are one of them. And, and you know how I feel about the Clippers. Uh, I joke that, you know, that, Oh, that, that other team in LA, <laughs> because that's just what it always feels like. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure Clippers fans will, will, <laughs> will agree. That's what it feels like to them for better or for worse. But, um, they, I, I really do think that this is one of the best put together teams that they've ever had. Yeah. And to go even further, it's one of the best put together teams in the league, honestly. I mean, if we look at the way they're built, it's just, they have so many forwards that can shoot the ball that it doesn't even make sense. And they've got multiple people that can guard every position. Yeah. They can go small. They can go big with Zubak at the center. Um, they can go small with Robert Covington at the center spot. Like they have so many options that the the versatility is what's gonna. I would I would say they the best the best reason why they have a, a chance to win a championship is because of their versatility. If we go back to like the twenty twenty Lakers team, it was versatility. Like defense and versatility is how you win championships. The Warriors did it. The Lakers did it. The Bucks did it. The Clippers are now like the next team that's able to do it. They just, they got to get there. They got to get there healthy. Yeah. And that's, that's going to be, you know, that's going to be a big question similar to, there's a couple teams that are really going to rely on health. Mm-hmm. You know, Clippers are one of them. Sixers are another one. Like, you know, there, there's a couple of these teams that if healthy, they could beat anybody in the league. Yeah. But, you know, how, how many teams have we seen make it completely healthy to the end of the year? It's not many. And yeah. usually that one usually wins. Yeah. <laughs> They're the ones that win. The I mean, to me, that that's makes... why the Grizzlies were the two seed. They they were one of the healthiest teams. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, you know, what what not not restricted to a conference. What are what are give me a team that you think is really trending up and in the right direction? Mm, I'm gonna go Detroit Pistons homer pick right there yeah definitely a homer pick um but i love the moves that they're making so they have a very young roster but i could see them being they're not going to be good like this season or next season but i say in like three or four seasons from now they're going to be one of the top teams in the east you got k cunningham um sadiq bay who's a sniper i don't know if people i don't know if people know like i think he had a 40 point game this last season um Isaiah Stewart, small ball center, one of the toughest guys on the court. They just traded um, for Bojan from the Jazz, which is a super solid pickup. I think he's going to start at the three for them. And, yeah, man, they're going to be a good team. Oh, they also have, uh, I believe they have Marvin Bagley. So he's probably going to be coming off the bench or starting, maybe, who knows. But they have a solid roster. You just project them in two, three years from now, they're going to be pretty solid. I mean, it's, I, I share your hopes and desires about the home team. I do. I know what it's like, but I, I'm not going to disagree with you on any of that. I do think that they've made some, some good moves. I think that they got some really good young talent. Um, me personally, I'm going to have to go with OKC, mm, you know, solid, solid. you know, built, built around SGA at this point. Um, but Amazing Giddy, player. Giddy is is a hell of a playmaker. 
He's so fun to watch. Future all-star. Yeah, he's one of the most exciting young players to watch. Yeah, I mean, if, if his passing is just ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Um, Lou Dort is probably one of my favorite young players in the league. How was I not thinking of Lou Dort? Lockup <laughs> lock monster. Dude, Lou Dort <laughs> is just a menace, and he's so annoying. He he kind of reminds me a little bit of P.J. Tucker oh. and like how how um, they used P.J. Tucker against KD is Solid. to literally just frustrate him and and like get in his head. Like, oh man, I see Solid that from Lou Dort. Solid comparison. And then when Chet is finally healthy, like I I really do think that OKC is is building a core the right way, and. The, the question about them is going to be the same question that they've always had is they've built young cores before, you know, they've had Russ, mm -hmm. Katie and Harden yep. and they couldn't do anything with it. Yep. They, you know, and then they couldn't keep them together ultimately. Yep. So I, I think that they they may run into a similar situation, but you know, Giddy, Door, SGA, Chet, uh, even Trey Mann and whatnot. Like they, oh man, that team, oh man, that team is loaded. <laughs> they, you know, in, in three years, they have the talent to be one of the top probably five seeds in in the West, especially with the way it is now. One thousand percent. I agree with you. So, you know, to me, I, I I'm excited for what they can be. Um and we'll see. You know, with with Chet out, I I don't think that they're gonna really do a whole lot this year. So they may be another lottery team. Um and there's some really nice nice talent. I definitely see them trying to tank again to because to mean, get we know, Victor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just imagine. Yeah, they're definitely going to tank again this year. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they're going to tank. And yeah, whoever gets that that pick, good luck to you. <laughs> good luck. To you, so. Hey, I mean, the, the kid's going to be ridiculous, Victor. Yeah. Um, Even the guy going number two is going to be crazy. So, yeah. is is Scoot predicted number two right now? I think so. See, I know there's a big, big talks about those two. So I think he was going to go number two. Dude, I've, I've gone through the unicorn game before with KP <laughs> and like, I, you know, the kid looks amazing, but how many players that size have had really long, fruitful careers? Yeah. You just got to hope like they got the right people around them sports medicine wise, like because you can't some and and some of that won't even matter like yeah. some of it's just going to straight up yeah. be genetics that's true um but we'll we'll see like i i understand that one day you know a, a seven eight kid come along is is going to move like Kyrie and shoot like kd and he's going to be the chosen one you know that that will happen one day i you know um but but the gamble and the risk is is scary yeah <laughs> Which I feel like you just have to take the risk because if it if it goes the right way, you are going to win. But all right, let let's look at the the Zion draft then. Like, okay, you took the risk on Zion. What if what if somebody else took the risk and you were relegated to take Ja instead? In some ways, I mean, if if the Grizzlies got the number one pick, they would have taken Zion. Yeah, one hundred. Everybody, yeah, everybody. Anybody who got the yeah. number one pick was going to take Zion. You just have to. You but have to. but. Weren't they better off by getting Ja? Yeah, but I just feel like I don't know. It's it's a tough debate. I feel like no matter what, you have to go for that number one guy because you the, do. You have upside, to. But just, like sometimes you're better off picking number two. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Where did Luca go? Uh, 
Luca, I mean, there was the whole Trey Luca trade. Yeah. So that was that was just some weird weird shit anyway. And I mean, it worked out for both of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is rare, but 